Welcome back, folks. Let's set the clock back to 2011 with a white elephant gift from Craig Brewer, director. This time we're talking about the 2011 remake of Footloose. Well, we might as well set the clock back to 1984 again. It, yeah, it feels, <laughs> it almost feels like the way Psycho was remade, where it's like the same movie. It's very, very, very similar. The script is almost exactly the same. I mean, some of the lines were identical. Yeah, yeah. it's not really any more interesting. Why, why was it a cult movie? Well, 2011 wasn't, was it? No. Well, it was a vehicle for uh, Miss Huff. You know, and that's like her rise to fame with DWTS. <laughs> Let's leave her for Lee. All right. So um, we start with some opening credits, which is, you know, as I mean, this whole movie is an homage to the original. So, right, it opens, it sounds like somebody's doing a mic check, right? A uh, little feedback, and then, and then you hear the drums. And I think, I think this was the Kenny Loggins version, even though Blake Shelton did it for the soundtrack. Yeah, I, I think for the opening, we yeah. have the Kenny Loggins. Yeah. This party MC is very loud, but we do segue <laughs> into the song. And there's yeah. some dancing with yeah. that's actually you see the bodies, you see the people dancing, you not know. just their feet. Right. Yeah. But you do have some feet. They do focus on some feet. We've got, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of high tops, boots, weird fuchsia plaid snow boot <laughs> things. The <laughs> loafers. Did you? It was outdoors, right? They were dancing outdoors. Were they? I don't know, because, you know, like in my notes, I put the floor was sprung because the floor was definitely bouncing. For you theater folk who, um, who, if you've ever done cats before, you need to have a sprung floor. Otherwise, you would injure yourself. Well, yeah, and this guy is really whirling around on his knees to this one oh, yeah. guy at the, at yeah. the party. There's a lot of twerking. Maybe that's the update. I mean, it looks like they're having a lot of fun. I noticed some people of color in this, which I don't yeah. think there were any in the previous one. I mean, even the Rusty is a person of color. Yeah. I, we're, we actually have a little bit of an interracial uh, relationship in this one, don't we? No, nah, it's just, you know, it's the reality yeah. 2011. Welcome to the new century. <laughs> <laughs> So, but what this scene is sort of leading up to is kind of a downer because what it ends with is that there's this one select group of young people that get in a car. Yeah. Uh -huh. When they leave the dance and they're pairing up and they're obviously in relationships with each other and, and they're driving along. And, and just as the two in the front seat kiss, they look back to the front and they're head on with a truck. So I, the opening credits ha has a story has a story in it already. Yeah, which is kind of, I mean, I appreciated that because then nothing was gratuitous. <laughs> so then it's like a big whap, you know, and then all of a sudden you're in the story. And we're starting with a council meeting. Yeah, our Lord is testing us. And Dennis Quaid is our preacher. This is preacher Shaw Moore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's talking about how we have lost five of Beaumont's brightest, including yeah. his boy Bobby. Mm, yeah, which is 
Yeah, just like in the original, right? So I think in the original it was uh, it was at a service, a church service, wasn't it? Yeah, they were in church because yeah. Ariel was doing her nails in church <laughs> and noticing the new kid. <laughs> yes. But here, I thought it was the funeral when I first started watching it. Oh, but yeah. then I realized it was a council meeting because what the preacher is doing is giving an impassioned speech <laughs> that we cannot be missing from our children's lives. And after this, it's like, motion to have yeah. a curfew for minors home by 10 p.m weeknights 11 p.m weekends motion carried bang and it was like consumption of substances these were the words that were in the congregating and then dancing unless sponsored by a school of our church or no public church. gatherings yes yeah. no lewd and lascivious dancing lascivious there's the word <laughs> Yeah, so that's what that, and, and we had that in 84, but this is just, you know, kind of wrapping it up neatly and showing when it actually happened, that the ordinances were passed. So they just didn't talk about it, they actually showed us Yes. the, the decision, because then we get this like text on the screen, so it's three years later. And three years later, we have somebody getting off of a Greyhound bus. <laughs> yes. This is Ren McCormick. He's played by somebody different now, obviously. What's this guy's name? Kenny Wormald. 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 Kenny Wormald. Wormald. <laughs> There's no mom with him. No Ethel. No mom from Gremlins. And he gets off with his, you know, he's got one piece of luggage he's, and, and his um, leather jacket thrown over his shoulder, as cool guys from Boston do. <laughs> and his shades. We see the nieces again, and there's a car waiting for him. Right. The nieces are kind of dinking around in the front seat. And here's Aunt Lulu. She looks familiar. Kim Dickens, what's she from? I don't know, but I've seen her before. And yeah, it wasn't she does. This movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Uncle Wesley, played oh. by Ray McKinnon, who says, Hey, boy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it before, too. Like, these are familiar faces. <laughs> Ren says, Wesley, you know, his greeting. He says, he says, uh, you used to call me Unky Wes. Too big in the britches for that now. Okay, so they're in Beaumont, right? But is it Beaumont, Georgia? Oh, the state is never, I don't think the state is ever. Because um, isn't there a Beaumont, Texas? But this is not, well, because later in a in a later scene, there's a car that drives away and it had Georgia plates. Now, it may not be a resident car, but I saw Georgia plates. Well, I think in the in the closing credits they did thank some some legislative body or organization or institution of Georgia for their for their uh, cooperation or something. Uh, it, that the plates just threw me off because I saw that and I was like I thought they were in Texas. You know. Those plates threw me for a loop as well. They just threw me. Are you being sarcastic? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Moving on. <laughs> so, you know, at dinner table, obviously they say grace because it's a faith-filled community, right? Um, and then uh, he gets shown his room, which is like, what is it? Is it like part of a barrage? It looks like just a bunch of windows, you know? It's kind of like a, it might be a, a multi-purpose room. So Ren is quite gracious. He thanks him for taking him in. He says that money you sent at the end really helped. So obviously there's been something going on with Ren's family that was yeah. 
That and was... it kind of unfolds throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is where uh, Unky Wes, he says, these are the rules of my house. Don't give people attitude. This ain't Boston. He also got him a job at the Cotton Gin. Or suggested that he apply there, right? Yeah, but um, this is where Ren's Boston accent comes out because he says, well, I'd rather work with you at the lot." I know. So like, it's, it's depending on which camera angle, it's there or it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like where he asks him, well, how am I supposed to get to work in school? You got subways out here in Mayberry? It's when Unky West says, well, there's that Yankee sarcasm I've been hearing about. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So what does he give him? A yellow bug. <laughs> Again, with the bug. Yeah, well, you know, it's like a, it's like if you've never seen the original, you know, it's like, oh, it's a, it's an old car. But like immediately there's a montage of any of him like fixing it. Up. Yeah, it's really in bad shape. He finds a Tanya Tucker album in there, in, yeah. a, in a box there. <laughs> But this is like the heyday of iPods, because then they like, you know, iPods with a scroll wheel. I had one. Oh, sure. Well, and then he wires it up to something in the car so that it'll blast out externally. Yeah. So he's got this thing roadworthy and immediately gets pulled over because he's (laughs) blasting the music using his iPod and some wiring. Oh, I liked how he had to wire, he had to... Um, attach a rope because the gas pedal was missing so he has oh, to, yeah, and he has to like, a rope that he has to pull in order to put on gas <laughs> so this cop um says um, he's pulling him over because his music was too loud and he says you're gonna throw me in jail for playing quiet riot let's watch that attitude son <laughs> that that cop is like a very stock character like yeah but he picked up his cues though like true he was like yeah he right was there. yeah he didn't they didn't have to i think they got that done in one take <laughs> um he was paid for the day <laughs> <laughs> well, who do we see next well so this one is at church now right uh-huh. so like and you know like it, for, it starts with a voiceover which is kind of a cool dissolve you know he's talking about progress and what is that can I just say uh, one thing, which is that I think Dennis Quaid is a really, really good actor. Too bad he doesn't have much to do here in this movie. Right. Not really. He did. He did a. He did a great job. Yeah. I mean, he does a great job. Yeah. He, I think With what he has. Of, of the Quaids, I like him the most. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Oh really? Yeah. You don't like Randy better? <laughs> well, there's three. His son is pretty good too. So yes, this this um he's comparing now to back in the day. Like remember when you used to go to the bank inside the bank to get your money, and Mr. Rucker was the banker, and when you made your transaction, he'd give you a piece of bazooka chewing gum. And all the old people are like, oh, oh, yes. And Andy McDowell is just like, this is the first time we see, oh, God, Andy McDowell. <laughs> and she's like shaking her head like, oh, ha, 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 ha. I, I think I know way too many people who get nostalgic this way, who are like, they just want 
like the old ways to come back. And I'm so the opposite of that. <laughs> I would like to go back to olden times in some ways. I'd like to go to the library more. I'd like to use the card catalog because I think it works way better than trying to find stuff on a computer. But I'd like to have cell phones so that you could call like if you're in an accident or something <laughs> and you don't have to go like find a payphone or something. How are we? Friends? No, I like the best of both worlds. I like the cell phones are not meant for calling. <laughs> oh, well, maybe those are the days I long for when you could make a call on a cell phone. So, yeah, this whole thing about progress and uh, something about no ATM machine, which thanks for the redundancy there. Like he has he probably doesn't even know what ATM means. It's like people saying pin number. Yes. So it's no bazooka gum anymore, let alone making me feel special like Mr. Rucker did. I mean, he's really like, he's stuck in the past. And Ariel's yeah. just sort of rolling her eyes. Yeah. So is this the first time we see Ariel? Uh, do you not see her in the, um, the city council meeting? Maybe not. Oh, I don't remember. But here she is anyway. Julianne, hug, hug, hug. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Julianne Hoff. So she's sitting with um, Rusty, right? In church. Uh huh. And Rusty yeah. is pointing out Ren already because Ren's at church. Right. And so after church, just like in the original, you know, there's it's like welcoming outside the church, and and you uh, Ren is introduced to Shaw there. But also you meet Roger, the principal, <laughs> just in passing. <laughs> okay, so yeah, right off the bat, so when he's introduced to Roger, the first thing he says is, heard you had a run in with the law. Already. So it's already all over town that he got pulled over for blasting the music. And why would a principal know that? I mean, the principal is not part of the police force. Well, news definitely travels to the town dignitaries. Because he's on the council as well. Ariel, after being introduced to Ren, asks her parents if she can stay over at Rusty's house tonight for a school project and she won't be back, you know, until the morning. Uh -huh. And the preacher's like, on a school night? And <laughs> Rusty, Rusty assures him that, that um, they'll be studying and that, you know, it'll be fine. So where do they go in the next scene? They go to the car races. Yeah, and so they're going up into the stands and this douche in a cowboy hat snaps, speaking of cell phones, snaps a photo of Ariel's butt as she goes by and yeah. his wife elbows him. Uh -huh. And we have Chuck Cranston and there's no uh -huh. ambiguity about what his name is. It is Chuck. It's not Chad or Chuck Chad. It's just Chuck. <laughs> Because right. everybody had the same script and nobody called him Chad, which I'm convinced they did in the last one. I'm sticking to it. So, of course, Chuck wins this race. And so, and he, and he yells at Ariel to get her cute took us out there. So they start doing a victory lap. And what's Ariel doing? She is like hanging outside of the car. With right. the flag, Gra the checkered flag. Yeah, grabs the checkered flag and does her 
I mean, it's so Greece, the movie version. You know, it's like Thunder Road. It's well, like... and it's like um, the 1984 Footloose because she's sitting there on the, you know, the door. Cell. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, here we have Ariel trying to be the wild child again. <laughs> I'm like, fall off, girl, fall off. <laughs> Well, and after this, Rusty is so upset because yeah, I guess she's, she's yeah. told her not to do things like that, I guess, because, well, she's getting all upset because it's so dangerous. It's like, well, you should have seen 84 Ariel. She climbed from one car into a truck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you weren't even born yet. <laughs> And that was SJP. <laughs> yes. And uh, so so uh, Rusty's just going to leave. And so, uh, and Ariel's like, so what, are you just going to leave me then? Rusty says, me? Leave you? Like, I don't even know you anymore. All that's left for Ariel to do is make out with Chuck. Yeah. And like, and it's like, they're in a car trailer, right? Like where a car would roll up into a... Yeah, container, a container. Oh, there we are. That is pulled by a truck. You know, like a container like that. Yes. So he's already trying to go to third. And so they have these safe words, apparently, because she's going, <laughs> yellow flag, yellow flag. I did not even catch that. I was too busy rolling my eyes. <laughs> okay, so she's not willing to go ahead with this. Nobody like triple dog dares her. Well, what he says is, you want some choir boy to put a promise ring on your finger? You're not going to find that with me, preacher's daughter. I love the script. It's just, uh... <laughs> well, but, you know, he does, um, she takes the dare because um, yeah. he says, you know, it's supposed to be simple. I'm a man. You're my rebel child. She says, I'm not a child. He says, prove it. And she does. And she's like, okay. It's cringy for me. He's got a lot of chest and pit sweat, by the way. So now Ren is is again fixing the bug. <laughs> yes. And there's a cover version, a slow version of holding out for a hero that's done in some <laughs> sort of country style with way too much yodel things like I'm holding out for a hero. Like I can't even remember the tune. It's some totally different tune, too. It's like a variation, like yeah. a obligato. So that was kind of annoying. But then it's it's a reveal moment. That's yes. Why. And what is the reveal? The reveal is that he pulls out a picture of his mom. So right? apparently, so, yeah. Go ahead. He doesn't say anything, but you're like, oh, something happened there. Yeah, his mom is. Not with him right now, obviously, and um, yes. so yeah, there's a there's a story there. So a little bit more, more breadcrumbs. It's the it's the central mystery of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's Monday at school, and uh, we got uh, Rusty and Ariel are still carpooling, even though there <laughs> things are a little <laughs> strained between them, but. Um, Ariel's basically, so, so are you going to talk to me or what? She goes, it's Monday. Everybody gets a do-over. So they're besties oh. again. Here comes Ren blasting the music again, even though he's already been pulled over for it. Just like pulls up to a spot and 
Just walks out. Rusty thinks he's cute. He's wearing something that he wore in 84. Oh, a tie. He's wearing a, a black tie. tie. Same thing. Yeah, he's wearing a necktie. So it's a look. Um, but this time you you see him walk by the kind of like the display, the shrine, whatever, of the dead kids. <laughs> and it stops by and kind of takes a look at them. And after that, he's kind of distracted by that. So he almost yeah. runs into somebody in the hall. So who does he run to? He ran into he runs into somebody from Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Which I didn't know, but but oh, sure. Miles Teller. Uh huh. Here we go. This this guy. He, does he have his cowboy hat on? Yes. Yeah. And he says, "Stick with the flow of traffic, numb nuts." <laughs> to which Ren replies, "Well, maybe if you weren't wearing all that camo, I could see you." <laughs> should get it's one bummer. of them. Should get one of them orange vests so hunters don't shoot you. And so uh, they accuse each other of talking funny. The the. Uh, whatever obscure southern state and massachusetts so uh ren says i'm from boston you know massachusetts it's in the united states uh willard's like yeah i, I read that somewhere <laughs> <laughs> now are they in some kind of practice football practice or are they just in pe next i guess pe right and are those <laughs> suicides that they're running yeah. So they're doing yeah. like those little two-person races where they have to yeah. kind of touch a point and then double like back. Relay, kind yeah. Of. yeah. Ren reveals that, uh, oh, he asks if uh, Willard's been anywhere. And he says, well, I went to Alabama once. <laughs> so I guess all of that happened in the morning because then they eat and it's only lunchtime. <laughs> yes, because, and, and so this is where... Uh, Ren says, well, I've been to Russia for gymnastics. He <laughs> yeah, has this right. whole story. Which is reminiscent of the story that uh, Kevin Bacon said. Yeah, so going dancing. In this case, it's two Russian girls. Yeah. And um, then he goes off on this whole thing about how they took him into a bathroom stall and <laughs> one thing yeah. led to another and what was one of them whispering in his ear? It sounded to me like hernia. Yeah. Ren then reveals to be BS. Wah, 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 oh, which means that he was BSing him through this whole story. Except that they did dance. We did dance, man. They didn't do all the other stuff, but they did dance. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Willard's just like, ah, had me going. Yeah, he got all worked up and then... So then after that, finally, school is over that day. And it goes to the cotton gin. Right? It's a cotton gin. Bemis gin. But, like, I saw cotton. It's a cotton gin. The okay. the, the uh, proprietor's name is Andy Bemis. So he's going to, he interviews with him. Uh, and right away, he's being, like, smart-alecky. He says, yeah. So uh, I, I guess uh, you're going to teach me the three R's. <laughs> Reading, writing, and redneckery. As in the other previous film, Bemis is, is a nice guy. He goes, you know, you want to watch that? You're young, you're from out of town, and you're a smart aleck. Can you start Thursday? And he's a person of color. Yes. There's, there's a much more diverse cast in this one than in yes. the first one. 
I mean, so like a hundred percent more diverse. <laughs> <laughs> So Ren's working on the car again with Willard and Woody, who we've seen, I think, in oh, yeah. scenes. He's a like a teammate yeah. in football or whatever. And so Ren asks, what's the deal with the preacher's data? <laughs> Accent is in and out. So Woody says that she used to be a goody two-shoes, but now she's making like some Hellraiser, wearing her jeans all tight and everything. (laughs) Willard says, well, you can put a quarter in her back pocket and tell whether it's heads or tails. Oh, and then Willard goes, why? You're trying to knock boots with her, aren't you? So I don't know if uh, they really get the, I don't know if he really gets the dope or the poop on Ariel necessarily, but he does learn a little nugget of uh, information. Which is what? That public dances against the law. To to this, Ren says, well, first I thought we had sort of progressed a little bit because first he says, shut up. But uh, they say, no, we're serious. And then he goes, jump back oh uh willard willard's um speech is very interesting he says yeah we got laws up the poop shoot around here (laughs) (laughs) it can't even bring a bandana to school because it they think you're in a gang oh yeah uh they got a fall ball that's a dance (laughs) but you got to dance six inches away which woody (laughs) says well it's got to be an extra two for me Boys, boys, boys. Well, they are supposed to be in high school, right? <laughs> All right. So nighttime later that day. Meanwhile, <laughs> later really that day. day. <laughs> yeah, a lot's been happening. So they're at the the snack bar at the drive-in. At the drive-in. Yeah. Is it really it's a drive-in movie? I mean, do they still yeah. have them in this in this oh, yeah. incarnation? Now, the the proprietor of this place is really cool because he brings out a bootleg tape because, you know, he wants them to have a good time and do some dance. A bootleg CD, right? Wasn't it a CD? Oh, yes. Sorry. A bootleg CD. (laughs) I I long for the nostalgia of cassettes. Actually, I don't want to go back to the cassette days. So I'm going to call him Pop. So he puts the CD in. The dancing starts. Here comes our leading lady. Oh God! You know, as if she she was in the movie Showgirls. <laughs> well, this is what I was going to say: is that I I do believe that Dancing with the Stars and American Idol are responsible for the downfall of society. And really, not the Real Housewives. Uh, no, they're a they're a product of those two. <laughs> like so. Uh, but she's okay. bringing her dancing with the stars techniques into the, I, that's the only way she knows how to dance. I think you have to dance like a hoe bag. For well, dancing it's the like stars. that. It's that Latin. It's kind of like this. She's putting some Latin kind of ish stuff in there. And it's all about uh-huh. the arms and the, and the, and the, and the hips. Bootay, yes. So I think that's all she's got. Honestly, <laughs> I think she's a little bit of a throwback in that way. Except when she's in those jean shorts later. That's a little more specific. We'll get to that. Um, Oh, this is a really interesting line. So, I mean, people are popping and locking or whatever you call it. I'm sorry, folks. (laughs) Um, Woody's doing that, whatever it is. And some girls are just really 
booty popping like you know yeah Air, uh, chuck is all like "Ooh, that's what i'm talking about you know and, and ariel's like that turn you on girls acting like hussies what era is that from that's a that's like the 30s <laughs> so like it's like they, the 1830s you know, i mean they in, in the writer's room they they <laughs> they brought in a a vaudevillian <laughs> you know consultant well and at any rate rusty gets ran dancing ariel's over there just doing her whatever gyrations <laughs> and um <laughs> <laughs> her goddess audition <laughs> goddess um so is ren's dancing around that's is that really him he doesn't have a double yeah no that's him he does a donald o'connor off of a truck like he goes up and like oh yeah runs up the side of it and does a flip back i mean the he sets off the alarm and the owner of the truck is kind of like looking disgruntled and <laughs> beep beep <laughs> with his fall no, i mean they showed his face enough that I'm like, that's that has to be him. Well, Chuck is a little concerned watching Ren do all this dancing because Ariel's clearly intrigued by it. Now, one of the soda jerks in the snack bar sees oh. the arrival of somebody. Oops, Sean Moore was arrived, just like in the original. Reverend Moore, here he is. Yeah. And, he's and the just, song is still dancing in the sheets. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's, a, it's a new rendition of that. It's or, a remake. Uh, dancing in the sheets. And kind of Ariel and Ren are all kind of like up on each other right at this moment when Daddy yeah. comes in. One of Chuck's goons, maybe his name is Russell, the one with the long hair. He's like, you want me to step in on this? You know, like to break up the dancing. <laughs> but no, Chuck's like, nah, I can wait. But it doesn't matter because here comes dad. Yeah. And it's the same. Oh, I like this thing that Ren says, which is that he's just like, Ariel, Ariel I'm not going to dance with you anymore. He just kind of stops. And she's like, yeah. what, what? And he, and he says, uh, you can put on a show for that guy. Doesn't mean I'm gonna. <laughs> you little user. He has a sense of himself. Mm -hmm. Good for him. So... Ariel, something really embarrassing happens to her now. She got... <laughs> Ariel Moore, please come to the, you know, she hears it over the PA system. <laughs> oh, and, and it's, I think it's Pop. He's like, oh, Ariel yeah. Moore, please come to the front. Your daddy's here for you. <laughs> So she has to do the walk of shame in yeah. front of all of her peers. In her red boots, yeah. Oh, and it's the same thing, the same exact line. Your mom thought you might not have enough money. Yes. But then I think he doesn't just leave it at that, doesn't he say something like, uh, how could you do this? Or I don't know, there's some kind of... Like disappointment. Yeah, some kind of guilt-tripping line. <laughs> Next day, this is Tuesday now. <laughs> you know, like all oh, that happened on Monday. Yeah, that was that was one day. That was eventful. <laughs> but now he's already in traffic court for getting pulled over. Yeah. And you know, but this time though, like the uncle, whereas the uncle in the original was kind of a redneck jerk. Here, he's really supportive of Rand. And you see it throughout the movie. Wes is there for Ren all the time. Mm. 
Yeah, in fact, because he knows the judge, Judge Eddie. Yeah. yeah. First he calls him Eddie, and the judge is like, call me Judge Wes. You know, <laughs> okay, Judge Eddie. But anyway, so he's talking about playing his music loud. And he says, about as loud as you were playing Leonard Skinner and that old Impala you and me used to roll in. Remember that, Judge Eddie? So Eddie suspends the sentence. So, you know, helps well, to know yeah. the judge. And... I mean, I, I think he's a respected person in society. So, yeah, then there's this whole uh, yeah I... conversation about church and state because Ren's talking about how there shouldn't be this law against dancing because it's the preacher that wants the law. and Right. And it's all about, you know, like it's sinful, but, you know, laws shouldn't be based on that. And on morality. Yeah. But then Wes says something about, well, you can't, you can't buy beer on Sundays. Right. There's that whole example. He says, well, that's a, he says it's a separation of God and beer. Well, thank you, Wes, for stepping up. So as in 1984, yeah. in this incarnation ariel is again the instigator yeah she so, volunteered yeah she comes up yeah chuck wants to see you i think it's a little bit more um because ren's like how come he sent you to tell me oh i volunteered so that's more like oh i wanted to come see you along with goad you like it's not quite but those are the same lines yeah i guess so what's her face said so so wherever they told him to go, I guess to the, the drag race track. Yeah. So it's not tractors like last time. Well, they show up and like, it's like the stock bad kids are there. They're all smoking and drinking and, <laughs> and Russell, the long haired goon is already high. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, they want him to put on a show for him. It's, it's a bus race. It won like, in, in a Pixar movie, Cars 3 or whatever, there's this scene where buses would race. <laughs> so they go in a figure eight, and then there's It's like this, a monster truck rally. And then there's buses. this intersection where if you're in the wrong place, you could hit somebody and explode. Yeah. And so Woody and... Uh, Ren's never driven one of these, of course. So Woody and Willard are kind of yammering instructions at him and they kind of just light on oh whoa, 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 uh, pump the brakes yeah pump the brakes well that's what i said pump the brakes so <laughs> that's pretty much all the advice they can give him chuck's uh, stoned as well but you know they're all starting like ariel's like are you okay to drive <laughs> yeah i mean she points it out yeah. you know it's like a setup so and so they start off and it you know it's like one of the bus's names is the raise is the what's it called the burning hell uh what does ariel do in her <sighs> slutty takes way? her top off because oh. she's like where's the green flag uh, the, on the back of a truck the guy driving is like well improvise so of course her top is green so what else would you do <laughs> so they're going around and there's this i don't remember this guy's name the guy kind of doing the announcing he's one of the oh yeah so like chuck kranz is in the lead and this like there's this instrumental version of i need a hero no. a hero but it has like a like a whiny guitar <laughs> in it and there's this blonde bad girl, like one of the bad girls, and she's just like, you want a little smooch? And just rams Ren's oh, yeah. with hers. And so he's getting just beat on. 
And so they're heading for the intersection and he's just, there's just about to be a collision. But he remembers he was told to pump the brakes because they're over there kind of saying, that, hey, hey, pump the brakes, man, pump the brakes. And so, you know, he can't hear them, but he does. So yeah. bad chick just gets like hurled over onto some tires or something. <laughs> I don't get this kind of, I don't know. You don't get this kind of what? Gallivanting. <laughs> These kids to use today. an old-timey word. <laughs> These kids just they, when they're not lallygagging, they're gallivanting. What what and are acting you? like hussies? <laughs> <laughs> so here come Ren and Russell. They're like ramming each other uh, with their buses. And um <laughs> Russell like hits an electric pole, but then it's all live and and uh, Ren runs over it. So his back of his bus is on fire yeah like there's like some stuffed dolls yeah, i was gonna the say the right? stuffed animals were on fire. <laughs> and then true to form ren's gas pedal gets stuck and oh, then his brakes also fail so he's trying to ram chuck you know and but then um woody and willard just board the bus and Woody's got a fire extinguisher. So they <laughs> bail out just in time when Chuck's um, bus gets hit by Ren's bus and and uh, knocked over and Ren's bus explodes and Ariel just over there like smirking with, with approval. It's like, oh, great, I'm glad you're happy. This was all for your benefit, I guess. Oh, God. Well, this next one is like, uh, it's similar to 84, but this time it's at the library. Whereas in 84, it was in a classroom and he was like doing work study or whatever. Um, this time, looking through the books. Maybe it is his work study job. Oh, and um, this is, okay, so the guy who was the announcer, his name was Rich Sawyer. And right. Rich, it's the same as in 84, when he comes in, strikes up a conversation and then plants a joint on him yes and but he's like trying to give it back so it's in his hand in ren's yeah, hand yeah, and then yeah. the in this case male librarian which is nice to see he's like <laughs> what is that so he's chasing after him in the same deal with yeah ducking into the, down the toilet ducking into the turlet and flushing it down but then he gets in trouble immediately and there's a scene with roger the principal and the librarian and ren and wes right yeah, because they, um, is Wes there? Oh, maybe not. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, the principal, Roger, is like, I will not tolerate it. I just will not tolerate this. And uh, he asks him, was it Rich Sawyer's uh, joint? But he won't reveal? reveal, but he does say, and this is uh, verbatim, I don't do drugs. You can test me. And when it comes out clean, I want him, the librarian, uh -huh. investigated for badging into the bathroom stall with me. That's just <laughs> gross. So the principal lets him off with a warning, but he also right. he brings up Ren's mom because he knew her. And uh -huh. he says, well, she also had a wild streak and she ran into some unexpected trouble. Now, Ren is like, oh, you mean me, don't you? That's what you mean by unexpected trouble. Well, don't ever talk about my mother again, he says before he... Well, they need to build up the tension in the scene yeah. because the next scene is the 
there needs to be a reason for him to try to blow off steam. <laughs> yes. Well, and then another reason is that Ariel wearing a lace doily <laughs> tries to chat him up, but he ignores her as he should. And so, yeah, so he's with between the joint and the doily and all that. I mean, he's pretty <laughs> irritated by now. So, yeah, he goes into his anger dance. <laughs> it is an anger dance. It's even less of a dance than the 84 one, though, wouldn't you say? It's more of a throwing garbage cans around and breaking windows. And It's his vandalism dance. <laughs> what it does remind me is some, of is something that you've already mentioned, which was Showgirls, when she's like learning <laughs> choreography and she's going, ha, ha, ha. He's doing a lot of that. Oh God! So did he also do some high bar gymnastic stuff? A little bit, a little bit, but enough that it's him. I would think. I would guess it was him. Yeah, but mostly he's just throwing himself and other objects around. Is kind of what the sequence is about. I think he does a few step touches. So I, I mean, it was um, at least <laughs> loosely choreographed. Step touch. <laughs> And like very, a very fast intense, change. very fast intense step touches i don't think he did any pot of berets <laughs> or <laughs> well he does twirl a lot though he does i i i guess maybe he pirouettes quite a bit pirouette because yeah. they did have like different some, than pk's <laughs> they had some low angle shots of him like turning around a whole bunch of times if i recall He's pretty good at that. His, you know, he's got a good center. And then enter Doily. <laughs> oh, but I forgot to mention that he was before he's or while he was starting this whole sequence, he was also like yelling at all the people in his memories of the past couple days. Yeah, the, like it's only principal. Tuesday, right? So yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. Don't try and act like you know my mother. You don't know, you don't know bleep. <laughs> Mr. Douchebag, Mr. Dumbass, Mr. Huckleberry. And then, you know, the only way to continue the scene is for somebody to show up. Yeah, so when he's finally finished with all that, you hear, woo! And this is exactly the same thing, too. Like, um, I, was trying to, I was trying to find some privacy or something, and she says, no such thing in this town. There's eyes everywhere. Which is pretty much exactly the same line. Oh, yeah. And like the whole, I think you've, you've been kissed a lot. Well, line. except she flat out says, you think I'm a slut or something? And that's when he says he thinks she's been, I think you've kissed, been kissed a lot. A lot. <laughs> Asks where lug nut is. Oh, you mean Chuck? Yeah, so this is, oh, and this is where, again, she says, you want to see something? But it's the train car. Right. But I mean, I think they explain it a little bit more. I mean, it's, you oh. know, at least the set looks better. But this is the question I had, because this right. is the train car where they've got song lyrics written on the walls and yeah. quotes from books. Well, there's nothing about books being banned in this one. No. Mm -mm. So that was, I think that got lost in one of the script rewrites. Because <laughs> here she is still talking about quotes from books, which those shouldn't be forbidden and thus needed to be written on the walls of this train car and she she tries to keep hitting on him and he keeps rejecting it well but... yeah because the you want don't you want to kiss me yeah and he says someday but she wants to now and then he says something like 
something about like all that sweaty rolling around is for, is for Chuck, not me. Okay. Yeah. That's where she hears the train coming and she tells him about how you make out when the train's going by and and there she is on the track. And the I, whole it's thing. like the worst CG. Did you pretty, notice that? This is yeah, this is pretty bad. It's like somebody cut the film so you see train lights mm-hmm. and they just kind of put it. I mean it's it's bad. And then all I was thinking about when he pushes her off the track was like ow because like falling on those railroad track ties ow and then but she she gets home after that and it's already Uh, full daylight oh yeah she sneaks back home right and then and then her dad catches her and he's like can't see her again well the whole thing about how can i impose a curfew if i can't enforce it in my own home it's the exact same line (laughs) But yeah, he forbids her to see Ren again because he's trouble. And she goes, trust me, daddy, Ren's the least of your worries. And scene as she closes the door. Oh, good. So this next scene is the gang, right? Rusty and Willard and Ren and uh, Ariel. They get in a car and they're driving to the city. Whatever Um, city it is. Atlanta, I don't know, because yeah, um, they wanted to go line dancing, and you know it's the uh, Willard, you know, a little bit he's uncomfortable because he, he it comes out later that he he can't dance, but like he kept saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna sit with this one out, this sit this one out," and everybody else is itching. Is this the first time that we see that Willard and Rusty are a couple? Couple, like I mean, yeah, this seems to be the first time that they're actually really, you know, like he calls yeah. her my girl or whatever right but yeah this um this is where i think he told rusty in the last movie but he tells ren here that i just can't dance at all like yeah just confesses so ren kind of dumps him off at like a line dancing class upstairs (laughs) like a babysitter (laughs) but he's just like well this is stupid like he he doesn't even want to try so he's down getting beers oh okay so julianne is doing pole dancing moves here is all i can think of them as and so she and ran are getting all you know dancing upon each other some other guy has his hands on rusty's behind which willard is none too pleased about you know in this scene um i mean i think kenny's a okay dancer i mean am i to say that i'm not a dancer I, i mean i move but like here i think he was kind of compensating for lack of dancing skill by just overdoing all of his moves I, he seemed like he was doing all the moves right he was just adding a little flair yeah. it's, like it's just it's all arms and... it's like don't don't <laughs> pop the head kenny <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh. one uh. <laughs> Well, and so, and then there's a brouhaha because Willard's all upset with whoever's dancing with Rusty. He gets in his face, gets punched. Rusty breaks a bottle on the guy's head. Yeah, she is. is. I mean, welcome 2011. Thank you, Rusty. Yeah, where both women and men can kind of try to stick up for themselves. And create disturbances in public places. I'm so (laughs) glad that we progressed (laughs) to this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, 
Oh yes, and now driving home, we the go somber moment. Oh, yes, yeah, because we drive over the bridge. Yeah, Crosby Bridge, and and now he gets the full story. Even though he heard about uh, there was an outlaw dancing before, this he hears it for the first time. Why and who Bobby was? Right, but here, see, the thing is, the town—it's like a Mandela effect. The town believes they lost control of the vehicle, but we, the audience, knows it's because they were kissing. Well, and this is what Ren keeps doing. He keeps looking over at her and talking to her. I'm like, you better get your eyes on the road. This is Crosby Bridge, and <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. But the town believed what they wanted to believe to maintain the innocence of the kids. How nicely put. Meanwhile, <laughs> move on. <laughs> At, at the, the car lot. At the cow. <laughs> so uh, the Rev, the Rev comes over to talk to Unky Wes about this is a new scene. About Ren. Like, I want yeah. your nephew to stay away from my daughter or else. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is where uh-huh. Unky Wes reveals. That Ren's mom had leukemia. When the dad found out, he took off. Wes had to take care of her. And um, Wes, he says, um, you seem to think that Ren is not good enough for your daughter. I think it might be the other way around. Good for him. I would not disagree with that. Since she's all hips and thrusts. (laughs) So, yeah, um, Ren and Willard are at the, uh, again, at the self-wash car wash. (laughs) And um, Ren talks about how the preacher man was all up in his uncle's grill making threats. But Willard does say, as before, that he does have an attitude problem. Now, this is funny because he said before in 84, it was you're always bad mouth in the town. You know, we do have um, TV. (laughs) 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 We do have, I don't remember the other thing, some ultra modern thing at the time. But now we do have cell phones, you know. Now, what is up with this thing that Ren says? You talk about progress. I've been in this town for two months, and there hasn't even been a one wet t-shirt contest since I've been here. I mean, is he serious? I'm just like, what? I know. Well, it's because they can't talk about being kicked out of gymnastics because that was never a plot point in this version. Uh, Well, anyway, long story short, too late. All this stuff about progress, it inspires him to start a petition to overturn the anti-dancing law. So there we are. Right. There. Yeah. So they actually like do some research. They they go to the council meeting and they like observe it. And then um, he actually... Like, Ren goes up to Shaw and, like, talks with him about challenging. Well, and Roger, he goes and confronts them after the meeting and says, uh-huh. you know, kind of, like, threatens, you know, like, I'm going to start a petition, you know. But then he tells he tells Willard that in exchange for what he just did, after Willard says, what does he have, cojones, like, a co- like coconuts or something? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He says, well, in exchange for that, you got to learn to dance. Well, that's a setup. <laughs> Why didn't <laughs> they didn't just know. have this be the movie? I mean, this is what, you know, we we were all waiting for. It's what it was leading up to. I think it's cute because, like, it involved the nieces, right? 
Well, yeah, he starts out, he's he's sort of like, they're singing uh, karaoke with, um, yeah. let, you know, let's hear it for the boy. Karaoke. 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 Anyway, um, and they're doing, you know, their moves, and he's kind of like following them, and, and the guys are like, too much hip, too much hip. <laughs> but then there's all the, you know, different scenes of him uh, trying to, you know, trying to, snap on the beat oh and this is interspersed with ren going into the city records at the library yeah which the librarian didn't want him to see but he's like uh he gave he gave him some dig about uh it's the same librarian with the joint right yeah but he oh yeah he said something like uh you rather get high you know you want to give me the records <laughs> would you rather get high something like that um <sighs> so while he's looking for the city records and um uh Willard is practicing and then yeah. Willard is even doing jazz squares <laughs> on the football field during a game yes. Yes. and he's moonwalking in the hall <laughs> and, uh, you know I think that's that's the whole movie for me is Willard's montage I mean it's and it's a good song <laughs> sure yeah, of course it's a cover it's not Denise oh, yeah. which <laughs> I, mean, I don't really appreciate that they with all these covers but let's hear it from the boy oh this is a nice moment here this is an added one because in this version uh he does not have a maternal figure um even though uncle wes um does kind of serve as as parental figure this is a nice little short scene with where, aunt lulu yeah you know and basically she asks him why why do you want to do this why do you want to challenge the ordinance and, and stuff and and then it gets into this whole his whole reasoning where like he just doesn't want to he doesn't want to just fade away well he worked so hard to take care of his mom he did everything the doctors told him and it still didn't work so now he wants to make some positive change yeah he wants a shot yeah and this is, this that, is a shot and this, he's not throwing away his he's shot not throwing away his shot no he's not so Auntie Lulu, just can I get can I see that petition, please? Just puts her Lulu Hancock right on that petition. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know, you knew Chuck was going to turn up again. He wasn't going to just lie down and take getting his bus knocked over. But here's another scene where, like, the aerial character can take care of herself or tries to take care of herself. So Chuck is saying, well, first you're into race car drivers, now you're into dancing gymnasts. Calls her the S word, which she uh, clocks him for that. So then he just sort of yeah. throws her to the ground. He's like, I treated you good. I, well, I was about done with you anyway, you know, and uh, calls her some more names. So then we have the crowbar to the truck. <laughs> and, and then she just her. gets punched. <laughs> and she's just crying on the ground oh boy time for a showdown with the parents i know and both of them yeah they care for her at the church they're kind of like trying to do what they can for her split lip and two black eyes yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah. one worse than the other so the reverend thinks that ren did this to her yes he he jumps to that conclusion pretty uh-huh luckily yeah and uh oh my god so in the course of this she reveals that she's not a virgin that that um newsflash <laughs> yeah it's like what are you gonna do pass another law 
because that sure as hell didn't keep him out of my panties. Whap. Vi says, Shaw. So it's like <laughs> panties, whap, Shaw. That's the it's, you know, they come in threes. Yes. It's like a it's like quarter dot a quarter note, dot a quarter note, dot a quarter note tied to an eighth note. <laughs> so he's gonna go after her, but mom says, No, you stay here. You've done enough. And so this is where we have the classic Vi speech. Which is does not happen in bed, like in the other. <laughs> right. This happens on a bench outside. Well, so, you know, this is when they talk about, um, she basically says, you know, you two are two alike. And um, he feels, she thinks that he feels so obligated to care for the community, but his first priority should be for his daughter. And um, as a preacher, he's great, but it's the one-on-one that he really needs to work on. It's the one-on-one where you could use a little work. Let's do a quick rapid fire right now. Diane Weiss delivery or Andy McDowell's delivery? I love them both in different ways. I know you. I know who you're gonna pick. Okay, so I don't even need to say it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we have this sunset scene with Ren and Ariel. Now Ren oh, thinks God. Chuck ought to be in jail, which I would mm-hmm. tend to agree. But Ariel just wants to put the whole thing behind her. That's what she said. <laughs> This is where she gives Ren a little gift. It's the Bible with the quotes yeah. for the city council meeting. But all the quotes are in the Old Testament. <laughs> there are strings attached, as usual, with Ariel, because now it's like, oh, you said you were going to kiss me someday. Yeah, she's come to collect. Yeah, yeah. It's not something for nothing, for sure. It was like, Ariel, stop primping. We're losing the light. They finally <laughs> got her to go ahead and do the take. <laughs> and like with the sun shining through their faces. Yeah, so that's what yeah, I mean. So it was, yeah. yeah. All right. Now well, we're at the city council meeting. The meeting. <laughs> yeah, Ariel flashes Ren her dance your A off uh, t shirt under her. Yeah, she's always flashing her, her hoo haws. Roger admonishes the kids that no disturbances will be tolerated. So Rand makes a motion during new business to abolish the no dancing law. Now the cotton gin guy is just applauding away. Mm -hmm. And who's sitting next to him kind of bemusedly smiling and shaking her head is the very wife of the guy wearing the cowboy hat that photographed Ariel's butt at the drag race (laughs) with her black flat mullet. There she is. I spotted her immediately <laughs> sitting next to Mr. Bemis. Now the Reverend is in no hurry to grant this abolishment because worse than the alcohol and the, dr- and the drugs is the spiritual corruption. Yes, and that's the phrase he uses, spiritual corruption. And he thinks most of the community will agree with him, which um, all the adults seem to as well. Now he w- has more to say... But I mean, basically, Roger says, you better sit down and shut up because you're an outsider. I mean, it doesn't he like flat out just kind of say that. But then it kind of riles up the crowd until Vi stands up. Yes, it's Vi's moment once again. I think Mr. McCormick has a right to be heard. I believe the children are the future. Yeah, something like that. Teach them well, (laughs) etc. It's the same quotes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we got Psalm 149. We got Samuel 614. <laughs> David yeah. dancing and leaping before the Lord. We don't need to go through that again. 
Ecclesiastes. See all Old Testament. You see, oh, but he ends with, he says, you see, this is our time. Well, of course, you know what the outcome was, because back at the cotton gin, Mr. Mr. Bemis, Bemis says, <laughs> well, you were railroaded. The vote was already in the whoever it was his yeah. pocket yeah. before he even walked in there. But again, with the basin idea. Basin, Georgia or Texas or wherever they are. <laughs> basin South. That's right. So you got to convince Reverend Moore that it won't be spiritual corruption to have it in Basin. So we got to go to the church and uh, there's the Rev practicing his sermon. Yeah. And he, at first he thought it was Bobby sitting in the yes, back. Yes. He's like, who's there? Oh, I <laughs> thought it was my son. So they have a little discussion about death. It's a nice moment. I mean, you know, they, they both share. But so in the course of this, Ren tells uh, the Rev that Andy already said they could use the gin. Not, not the gin, but the cotton gin. And so he asks the Reverend. If he can take Ariel to the dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess uh, we're just cutting to the sermon the next day about trust well I, they use the same script i mean there really isn't much difference so once again not the words you can have the dance but we'll let the lord guide us um, it's in, implied that i won't it's implied permission <laughs> <laughs> yes right and so now we get this other montage where they're getting ready for the dance there, there's some big round iron ring that they're going to use as a chandelier and hang a bunch of jar lights on or something, yeah. a bunch of bulbs. And and uh, yeah. there's a disco ball, which, of course, Willard gets to hang and does a Travolta pose. So we're at back at the Moore house and Ariel's ready and she's in her pink dress showing her dirty pillows just like <laughs> Just like Carrie. It's always a pink dress to the prom. I don't know. Mom gives her a corsage. She doesn't know where to put it. It tells her to put it on her wrist. I can tell her where to stick it. <laughs> but there's an emotional talk with daddy. Yeah, and they hug and then see this is they took this line. They don't in the original. They don't give Sean by their dance. They don't, but here they use that line though. We're almost dancing. Well, because they're shuffling their feet and uh Yeah. And Ariel realizes that we're dancing, Daddy. There's Ren pulling up in the yellow bug with his <laughs> um what is it? Kind of a brick red dinner jacket? It's 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 a like a homage to their to Kevin's. Kevin yeah. Kevin's. And so mom and dad, they have their moment just looking out of the window. Oh, look at them. Oh. But of course, um, Ren can't get the door open. He lifts her in. <laughs> yeah. Instead of running around and, and letting her in through the other side and all that stuff he did, he just like picks her up and kind of drops her in there. And um, Andy McDowell's like, that was smooth. So now they're, it's a, it's nighttime and they're it's at the dance. At first, everybody everybody was a wallflower, Too right? shy. And they use the same soundtrack, different version, of course, almost paradise. Actually, Woody, like, like what are they, all the guys on the team? He just brings them yeah. over, like, into a huddle. You know, these girls are over here waiting, you know? They want you to take charge, right? Hands in, you know, ready, break. They start asking the girls. Everybody pairs up. 
Here comes Willard with Rusty in a black suit and black cowboy hat. And once again, here comes Chuckles. <laughs> Chad's gang. <laughs> <laughs> now, Willard promised Rusty that he wouldn't fight, but Chuck punches him and, you know, what are you going to do? You know, he's like, well, I'm. what should I do? Rusty just tells him to kill the SOB, so he just comes alive. He's just throwing him around and... Uh, at least uh, this this time, though, when Ren and um, Ariel come out to kind of get in the fight, he doesn't do that flying leap off this. Well, he kind of jumps off coast. the porch with a, yeah, he kind of just jumps at him off the porch. Like he doesn't yeah. do a flying kick. <laughs> but, uh, this is weird. So, um, uh, what rich sawyer has been um like holding rusty over like yeah. against a car so uh she bites him and uh so then ariel comes to rescue and so he's getting double teamed by these two girls uh, <laughs> beating yeah. on him like calling him a little bitch and stuff <laughs> chuck comes after ren with a crowbar but you know that it's no match for ren and his i think he does some weird kind of kick thing and like a hitch kick right <laughs> yeah Race is over, Chuck, he says. And here comes Russell with a brick. Uh, you know, on an unsuspecting Ren. But who steps oh. in? <laughs> Mr. Bemis. Yes. Play fair, punk. Ow. You know, so there's... Russell's out cold. I mean, like, he's just... He just oh, yeah. face plants him on the ground. So now Bemis says a, a line that I like. He says, let's have a little less boxing and a little more boogie. Oh, and uh, Ren calls Ariel his little brala. Is that what he says? Yeah. And he does the, let's dance. So here we go. And this is basically curtain call. Yeah. And we have all the breakdancing guys that pass the solo. And what's Julianne Huff doing? <laughs> She's channeling Chacha de Gregorio. <laughs> She's Somebody. doing her DWTS moves as only she can. <laughs> and Ren's doing his pirouettes. And uh, I, you know, this looks like fun. I just, you know, I wouldn't mind joining in. But the cool thing here is that they actually show some dancing. Whereas in the original, it was like they just activate the confetti cannon and it's all blurred dancing while the credits was run. Well, yeah, I mean focused on like the breakdance solos sure that was kind yeah. of the only thing you could really make out so yeah they do well and ren's kind of leading the group in his like side shuffle kick things <laughs> oh, yeah, the, call those. it's like it's like a dirty dancing yeah 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 and we're into the closing credits they're playing let's hear it for the boy but it's done by a country singer or something what well it's a medley so it's let's hear it for the boy dancing in the sheets fake id and suicide eyes one interesting thing in the credits that was a little unfortunate, they, they credit the car accident victims with their names. I'm like, oh crap. And for all five names. Yeah, I'm like, Bobby doesn't even get, get a credit. <laughs> Actually, it got more and more country as it went on, so I just stopped the credits. So, oh, I, 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 I finished it. I owe it to our listeners. <laughs> oh, okay, you owe it. <laughs> it's the remakes. I owe it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. So without further ado. It's time for Rapid Fire. All right. 
Ren, Kevin Bacon or Kenny Wormold? Kevin. Uh, I'm going to call it a toss up. Ariel, Laurie Singer or Julianne? Oh, another toss up. Uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> oh, I'd have to pick Julianne, even though. Oh, God. I, you know, I'm going to have to pick Laurie. Shaw, John Lithgow or uh, uh, Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid. I'm going to pick uh, Lithgow. Vi, Diane Weist or Andy McDowell? Diane Weist. <laughs> Diane Weiss. <laughs> Rusty, Sarah Jessica or the POC girl? SJP, just because it's SJP. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the other girl. Willard, what's his face or this new one? Miles Teller. New one, the new one, yeah. Chuck Chad, I really don't care. There's more character development in the remake one, so the remake one. Sure, okay. <laughs> Roger, I uh, don't care, but... The non-book burning. Yeah, one. okay, there we go. Unky Wes. Well, I mean, he was a complete jerk in the original. Yeah, so, I mean, douche. he was a good guy in this one. Okay. Yeah. So Aunt, the remake one. Yeah, definitely. Aunt Lulu... I don't even remember her from 1984, so this one. <laughs> Tim Dickens. Yeah. yeah. Live mom Ethel or dead mom? <laughs> Photograph. <laughs> Live mom because she was in Gremlins. I'll take Ethel. I'll always take <laughs> Ethel. The nieces. Uh, actually, the, the new ones are singers, so I pick Yeah, them. I choose the new ones because they sing and dance. They're double threats, at least. Well, they <laughs> act as well, so triple threats. <laughs> Soundtrack, 84 or 2011, 84. Uh, yeah, 84. I mean, it's just not even the same thing. If you don't have Denise and... and uh, um, Kenny. Yeah, I mean, well, we had Kenny for the opening song, <laughs> but not for the closing or, you know. This has been... Rapid Fire! So closing thoughts? Um, why, I guess, would be my thought. Because the original wasn't even... I mean... There wasn't enough dancing in it. It wasn't interesting enough. I think the reason it was a huge hit was because of the soundtrack. So now yeah. we have like basically the same movie with a cover soundtrack. So I, I just don't see the reason. I for think it. it was a vehicle for Miss J H. I thought I thought Kenny did a good job. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they gave him that wet T-shirt contest scene to do but other than that i thought he was a brala <laughs> <laughs> over at the cat lot and i just yeah i don't think that needed to be made maybe it didn't but i appreciate it. i thought it was done well it was like i didn't I, cringe the way i cringe with psycho uh true i guess you know the material is really not that earth shattering i mean the biggest conflict is that they want to be able to dance again in the town. I mean, it's not really life or death. I wonder if like in 2011, that was even relevant. Like, are there still towns that- That's what I mean. It, it, I don't think it was relevant in 84 either. And it's much less relevant in 2011. I don't know. I, I you know, uh, it was fun doing it. I enjoy any opportunity to trash Andy McDowell that I can find. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, folks, this is our season finale for season three. Let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like what you've been hearing these three seasons, 
we invite you to uh to give us a little thumbs up and maybe a positive review or any click at all or any comment <laughs> i mean we have now that we've done three seasons and this is actually quite an accomplishment congratulations charles yeah for um, the two of us to be <laughs> but you know we have listeners not just in the united states but also in germany the United Kingdom, France, Australia, Spain, Yemen, yeah. Italy, Denmark, Switzerland, Canada, Japan, South Africa, and Malaysia. We are global. Well, congratulations to you as well, Joseph. Oh, God. And we do hope that you enjoy our little musical snippets, not just in this episode, but in previous episodes as well. And we love, you know, the fact that you are hearing us on the far reaches of the globe, and we hope that you'll continue. In, in your comments, why don't you give us suggestions for remakes that we could consider for a season four? Yes, that's a really good idea. We suggest that you make suggestions because we need ideas. I mean, we have our wish list. You wouldn't but... believe how hard it is for us to come up with a list <laughs> for each season, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> if I have to hear Manchurian Candidate one more time. I only time. suggested that once. Come on. Or Godzilla or Gojira or whatever. <laughs> well, in the words of Vi Moore, Lorraine, sit down. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight face. This has been... Remake Shmimake. Numb nuts. <laughs>